Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 366, covering United and the Anar. Hi, friends. Well, this is, uh, we're, we're counting down. This is 10 and 9 uh, in, in terms of how many Enterprise episodes we have left. We're so close. That's so little. Yeah, we're in the last 10. These two, after the this last week, we got 10% eight. of Enterprise. Yeah, which is not very much percent. Uh-huh. So, hooray for that. That's like when you start paying attention to your, uh, whatever's installing on your computer. <laughs> Yeah, but those things are so misleading because then you get another progress bar after that one fails. Oh, I hate that. It's like, ah, two minutes left in Enterprise. Eight minutes left in Enterprise. Fuck off. Yeah. About 17. What? Damn it. Should I come back? I'm going to uh-huh. come back. And if, if it really worked like a real uh, computer progress bar, we'd do like we'd get to the finale and then it would say, sorry, now you got seven more episodes to go. Like, <laughs> how? Please restart Enterprise. No. Uh, no. I think uh, I think I wouldn't do that. Uh-huh. I think I probably would not do that. Just turn the computer off, unplug it, take That's it outside, it. put it in the garbage can. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Uh-huh. We tried. We did our best. <laughs> it beat us. But no, it hasn't beaten us yet. No. And actually, the, this, uh, this isn't, like, by Enterprise standards, we had an okay week. I mean... I, I felt a little more negatively than you did, sure. but, but overall, I think we can agree by this show's standards, this, these weren't so bad. I, I mean, I enjoyed one of them. It, and there were things to like in the other one. Sure. Because it's part of a three-episode arc, so there's sort of elements from stuff you liked continuing. Mm-hmm. There were also things that were dumb, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, because because we're doing the, uh, once again, the continuing arc thing, uh, mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and do both of our summaries. I'll, oh, I'll sure. summarize the first part and then you, and then we can talk about sort of the, the whole pile. Yeah. So uh, I will begin with United. Picking up where we left off last time, Trip and Lieutenant Reed, whoever that even is, are still trapped aboard a Romulan drone ship that can disguise itself as any other kind of ship. But the one thing it can't disguise itself as is love. Trip approaches the problem of his captivity like any good engineer would, by yanking out wires, smashing things with wrenches, and just generally making as big a mess as possible. British security man is also here. The Romulans realize what Trip's doing to their magnificent ship of lies and call them on speakerphone. Stop that at once, they say, or we'll murder you with deadly radiation. You can tell it's deadly radiation because it's glowing and green. Of course, this could also mean Borg, and on this show, who the fuck knows, maybe it does. Or maybe it's made of time or something. Back on Enterprise, Shran's girlfriend, last seen trying to seduce one of the Makos, dies, providing Shran with some additional character motivation. And people say this show treats women badly. Shran now has a raging murder boner for the Tellarite swiney hog, oink, oink. Really, have you noticed how much those guys are just like pigs? Watch, I'm gonna lift my nose up like a snout to illustrate my point. And Endorian Honor or whatever demands that they fight to the death. Somehow, this results in Shran fighting Archer, because we're continuing Season 4's tradition of taking pieces from the original series apparently at random, with no real regard for how much sense they actually make, or if they really work on a show airing in 2000 The Hell 4. Archer naturally wins, not by killing Shran, but by cutting off one of his antennae, which makes him hilariously lopsided for the rest of the episode, and remarkably did not result in any clumsy my-antenna-is-my-dick jokes. Then Enterprise rescues Trip and, uh, 
what's his name? Gropey Joe. Uh, back on Romulus, the evil Romulans clench their fists and swear revenge on Archer in the grand tradition of the Zindi and the Sulaban before them. But before those sweet executive producer credits pop up, releasing us from the burden of yet another tedious episode of this stupid show, we get one more... twist? The guy in the Romulan remote VR setup isn't a Romulan. It's kind of a weird albino Andorian. What the fuck do they think they're doing? Creating tension? Mostly that's just a pointlessly inexplicable thing that I have to watch another episode to find out what it is, which I guess is sort of tangentially like a cliffhanger? And now the conclusion. All right, so the Aenar. 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 A quick scan of the Marauder drone reveals that the captain was an Andorian, as those are very popular right now, but not quite an Andorian. Everyone gives Shran the side eye, but he's done picking fights with little early everybody this week. He swears. Definitely. A quick call to Andoria, or possibly Andor, reveals that the Marauder captain was probably an Aenor. The Andorian equivalent of a Reman, except instead of vampires, they're like elves or something. Also, they're super telepathic, so they'd be real good at controlling holographic drone ships from far away. Archer and Shran go on an adventure to find some Yenar on Andoria, and man, is Shran excited to go on a mission with his new best friend. Jealous, Trip, and Small Dog? Yeah. Yeah, you're jealous. Archer and Shran are on Andor for almost six minutes before Shran gets an icicle through the leg, and then they stumble upon their lo- this lost subspecies that's almost impossible to find. It's a good thing, too, they were in a hurry. They're met by Jamal, a blind Anar, whom Shran instantly starts hitting on. After explaining themselves, Jamal realizes that the Marauder Captain is probably her missing brother, Gareth, and she decides to forsake her tradition of of pacifism. 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 Jesus Christ. To fuck up some Romulans. Back on Enterprise, T'Pol and Trip try not to have sex. Enterprise picks up Archer and new best friends, and they plug Jamal into Cerebro from X-Men so that she can scan for her brother, Gary. She finds him, but then it almost kills her, so she decides not to do it anymore until Shran convinces her with a speech. And also, maybe tries to seduce her? Anyway, this time Jamal convinces Gary to use the drone to destroy the other drone, a Romulan shoots him in the head, and I guess everything's fine now because the Romulan trilogy's over, according to Memory Alpha. Shran and Jamal go home so Shran can wait to be in the series again, and Trip quits Enterprise because none of the writers on this show can figure out what to do with him and T'Pol. Honestly, I'd quit too if my writers were this bad. What does Memory Alpha say about the Trip and T'Pol are apparently a couple arc? There's just a big question mark and an infinity sign. Ah, gotcha. Also, one one quick thing. You, you mentioned Andor and Andoria. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this in Memory Alpha. This is actually a nice little thing that I like that the Reeve Stevens did. Mm-hmm. Which is that this is the kind of thing I like that they fix in a prequel without calling attention to it. Uh, yeah. Apparently, previous Star Trek has said both Andor and Andoria. Yeah. So what they said was, okay, well, the planet they live on is actually a moon of a gas giant. So one of them is Andor and one of them is Andoria. So both are technically correct. Yeah. And they didn't like point a big arrow at it. It's just a subtle way to fix it. And that, I, that's the kind of stuff I like. That is definitely the kind of thing that we as Trek writers would do, just like, well, while we're doing this, uh, there's this thing that's been bugging me in the Star Trek encyclopedia. Let's fix that shit. Yes, but it would, but I would not write a whole episode about it. I oh, would no. not even have a line spoken about it. It would just be on screen to correct it. I certainly wouldn't do an entire episode about why the Klingons have foreheads. Well, there's, I think, three coming up, and they might be next week. So, they, As far as I can tell, they are next week. Because so. there's not much left, and I know two of them are Mirror Universe, and one mm-hmm. of them is the finale, so sort of process of elimination tells me. Yep. We're also gonna, probably going to get that... Uh, uh, 
uh, Tholian episode. That is uh, in the mirror universe. Oh, all right. Well, I've uh, they they uh, I won't spoil it for you. I've seen all right. That. Like someone said the back in the day, they said the show got good in season four. Watch the mirror universe episodes. Those are the best ones. And I watched them. and was like, meh. <laughs> Those are the but best ones, seen, huh? <laughs> yeah, I had seen them. So I'm mm-hmm. curious coming at it from this direction if we'll like them. And uh, yeah, probably not. I can't imagine how Archer is going to be more of a jerk. Yeah, I well, I was about to spoil a different thing, but uh, yeah. We'll also, I hope Porthos is an evil dog. <laughs> that would be amazing. Or maybe, maybe Mirror Archer has a cat. <laughs> it's not always the evil version. It's just the opposite version. <laughs> I mean, that checks out. I guess. I don't know. I will, we'll, you know, let's save this material. This is great material. I'm evil Archer, and this is my now. cat Freckles. <laughs> um... So I think you were you were more pleased with the first one than I was. I liked United. Like I flat out okay. like I like yeah. this. I liked United. I like that we're to a point now where you can say that and not feel bad. Yeah. Like, like I didn't. You did. Good. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. What What did you like about it? Tell me. I, there's a lot of just like as I'm watching this, and it's a whole like Archer trying to bring the Tellarites and the Andorians together, and I'm like, this is very. This is actually kind of what I want from a sort of birth of the Federation thing, taking these these two guys who fucking can't stand each other and sort of giving them some common ground. And you feel like that's actually that's going to happen in this episode. Like the, the last shot of the episode is basically is basically a human, a Vulcan, an Andorian and a Tellarite putting their hands in the middle like a, like they're the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I, I did like that. Um, however, um. First of all, T'Pol had absolutely nothing to do with any of that. She was a Vulcan. She was in the shot. Oh, no. She was just, she sort, didn't of, actually she was just sort of looking like. Like, mm. sim- symbolically, you're right. Having one member of each race standing there is great. But T'Pol didn't do shit. No. She had, like, three lines in this whole episode. Just like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. And I feel like if all of this is going to happen on, on Enterprise, mm-hmm. like, maybe the Vulcan on Enterprise should have a hand in helping. But this is really my bad thing. Every fucking thing has to be about Archer. He's the mm-hmm. perfect shining beacon of every single crisis. And then he has the fucking gall. This was the thing that bugged me the most. Yeah. They're trying to get um, a fleet together of, of allies. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we, we can stop this uh, drone ship if the Andorians send guys, the Tellarites send guys, and the Vulcans send guys. Then we have a fleet of everybody, and we still only have the one ship. But, yep. you know, we can we can start something here. And... um. T'Pol says in a, in a nice bit of continuity because this only happened a handful of episodes ago. Uh, hey, T'Pol, T'Pol uh, says she didn't say it like that, but in my mind we both did. Mm-hmm. Um, says she'll send what she can, but right now she's rebuilding after we overthrew the government. And uh-huh. Archer gets mad. He does that Archer thing where he's like, "Well, I guess if she," blah, blah, blah. and it's like, "Dude, you created that situation." The government there is overthrown because you did it. You can't then get mad at her about that, you asshole. Well, ah. I'm, well, I'm gonna. That's quintessential Archer right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess the Vulcans can't help because I just ruined their civilization. Can't spare a couple of ships for the guy who's, who ruined everything, huh? Which is the exact reason they can't help. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, I hate him so much. Yeah, he's the worst. The, here's here's what I would like. They got a lot of the pieces right. You're correct. They got a lot of the things that I, as a Star Trek fan, I think you and I want very similar things out of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But let's say they hadn't done, they haven't done this. It's too late for this. But let's say they created a, an ambassador character that is not Archer, that is a different character. Mm-hmm. 
that did the actual work of bringing these guys together. Archer could have a have a hand in the story. He could definitely do some heroic stuff. Yeah. But let's say someone who is a better diplomat could handle some of that. And maybe T'Pol could handle some of it. And maybe Hoshi could get credit for the things she helped with. Yeah, that would be nice. Which I'll talk about in a minute. No, but- you're to- you're totally right about this, about it ha- it always having to be about him. Like, this- And I know all it- the other series have done that, but all the other series, even Kirk, who was historically the most selfish captain, let Bones and Spock do some mm-hmm. stuff. Spock was all, Spock always had his back. Yeah. And who's got Archer's back? Archer. Mm-hmm. Just, oh. Don't, don't, don't worry. I'm covered. And it's there's not a, There's even another the- Archer behind him just like, don't worry, cracks his knuckles. <laughs> It's it's not even the I'm still holding the torture from season three against him thing. That's still in there. Sure. But in and of itself, in just taking these episodes at face value, he does everything like Hoshi and Travis stay up late trying to fig- find a loophole in this mm-hmm. death battle thing to to save both their lives so he doesn't have to kill Shran or die. Yeah. And they do. And he does it and she doesn't get credit for it. Nope. Fucking who she like read these and she said this is exi- there's like got 150 clauses in this language that is very confusing and I will do my best. But man, this is hard. And then she presents him with the perfect solution, the perfect sort of mm-hmm. Kobayashi Maru trick to to get out of it, to yeah. fulfill the the obligation of the challenge without actually killing him mm-hmm. and his antenna will grow back. But he just does it. And then he basks in the like the praise of being so clever. Yeah, it's he Cap- didn't he didn't say Hoshi helped me like Cap- you you want to give me a hand looking through this thing find some loopholes or whatever nah. I would but I'm too busy trying to have sex with Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? You didn't get that one? I've been watching rewatching Arrested Development. Oh, oh yeah, but Bacula. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're saying. I see yeah. what you're saying. Okay. No, I got it. <laughs> I I tried reading the plea, but you know it's, it's too long. Okay. <laughs> it's it's Your Honor. It's very thick. <laughs> I'll read it. I'm reading it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Julia Louis-Dreyfus should show up with her dog, Justice. That would be amazing. And then the, and the Justice and Porthos could play. That would be wearing, a vi- wearing a visor. Yeah. That she can't actually see through. Right. Can't see shit, Captain. <laughs> uh, but it just, it bugged me that it was all about him when really... It could have been some about him because it is his show. He's the star and the captain gets to do the main stuff. I get that. But it's all him. Every part of it. I, I would love if a part of the show was about like, you know, Archer's the name. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's got this whole crew behind him. And like these guys who like no one mentioned, like they didn't make it into the history books because yeah. like the Federation kind of just hung in everything on this hero Archer. Well, that's how history works. Yeah. You, you want to boil it down to a sentence so you don't want to list a bunch of names. So yeah. you just say, well, this was the most important guy. They all worked for him. But, but, like, you can't have just the one guy do, like, literally do everything. No. But think about, say, DS9, where mm-hmm. the captain was literally a god to a whole planet. Yep. And all the stuff that happened still, he had Kira doing a ton of stuff. And Dax oh, yeah. and, 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 and O'Brien. That was, and one the great, that was one of the great things about DS9 is it had a massive cast and everyone did something. Yeah, it wasn't just interesting characters. They also mm. f- served a f- function yeah. in what was going on. That war would not have been won with just Ben Sisko. You needed all those guys. Yeah. And 
like I say, even Kirk, who is the most selfish captain there was. He, well, yeah, he didn't let his underlings do anything, but but Bones and Spock did. Well, and even with Shatner also taking all, yeah. taking all of the things that happened in the show and letting him do them. Yeah, we still managed to get episodes where, like, the Tholian Web, which was season three, which was yeah. Shatner at his worst, mm-hmm. was uh, Kirk's gone. And Bones and Spock have to run things. That's why it's my favorite one. Yeah. Like, I don't know much about Bacula, but he never felt like the kind of guy who was like, no, I want give all the cool things to me. No. Plus, I'd like to say for all Rick Berman's many, many, many failings, mm-hmm. I feel like at this point in Star Trek history, they wouldn't let that shit happen anymore. Yeah. Like, no, we went through this. We're not doing it again. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, yeah, you're right. Nothing about Bacula has ever seemed, you know, he seems like a perfectly nice fellow. But Archer is just oh, everything's about him. And yeah. I want to Paul to do more like, okay, Trip and Malcolm had their side adventure. That's fine. Yeah. As but unremarkable I, as that side adventure yeah. was. But like Hoshi and Travis, like th- th- some, there were other guys that could do things, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what really bugged me. And yeah. The, the second main thing, mm-hmm. which I mentioned was uh Shran's girlfriend being fridged. Yeah. That sucked, man. And she was, she seemed like a pretty cool character. She did, and she survived the last episode. Yeah, and, like, her dying just seemed like it was out of nowhere. Like, even on the show, like, Fox is just like, yeah, she got shot, but it's not a big deal. And then we come back, and he's like, oh, fuck, no, she got a a fucking infection, like... Oh, wait, she got shot with a phaser? Well, that's a different story. Well, what did you think? Well, all I can think is, yeah, there's nothing nothing in the world more infectious and uh, uh, disease-causing than getting shot by light. Being shot by a cauterizing beam of concentrated heat. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's light. I know. Don't correct me. <laughs> I just didn't want to say light because Matt already said light. <laughs> anyway, no. If there's th- one thing about this show that everyone hates, it's when we stand around saying light all day. Ugh, just light, light, light. Oh, great. Now, this is going to kill our rating on iTunes. Yeah. Well, we were new and notable like two years ago. I wonder if we still are. Mm, now we're light and nothing else. Well, we're a light comedic program. That's true. Ugh, I hate me. <laughs> anyway, so, so, there were things to like. Let's be clear. It's sure. just those were my two. There were big things I did like. Complaints. Uh, well, so, tell me some. No, there's a lot. In, I'm gonna give this to Archer because I hate him so much. So. <laughs> no, we should like. It's like the the Wesley thing. We should mm-hmm. try our best to find something. So like. Shran challenges the after uh, Shran's girlfriend gets murdered. Uh, Shran, like all species in Star Trek, uh, his people have the tradition of killing people over people being dead. Uh-huh. So he challenges uh, the what one of the Tellarite guys to a duel. Uh-huh. And again, because this is Star Trek, and we've seen this all a million fucking times, Archer realizes that he can that he can fight the duel instead of the Tellarite. Yeah, and then he does. Like he is perfectly willing to. Basically, what he says is, if I w- if if any of the Tellarites fight, you guys are going to have a war. If if I fight and I win, we're going to have a war. If yeah, I fight, they're not going to be happy. I killed their guy. If I fight and Shran kills me, everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll be dead, but everything will be fine. And he goes into it like completely realizing that he's probably going to get his ass kicked and he's going to die. Yeah. Like, I respect that. Like. I do. It is a very noble and heroic thing, but I don't think this character's earned that. No. Putting that aside, that's what's happening. But But you're right to praise it. It was was a good moment. Like, this is... He had no plan going into this. Yeah. Until, like... 
Well, he did have a plan. It was Hoshi's plan, which is actually my yeah. good thing. Like his trick, cutting off Shran's antenna, was was pretty good. Like technically, if you're if you've incapacitated them to the point where mm-hmm. they can't fight anymore, you win. You don't have to kill them. And it's like <laughs> the funniest thing to me was uh, Jeffrey Combs after Shran's antennas cut off. Uh, Amanda had to point this out to me, but uh, that, I, that I couldn't not notice it. Walking around like a cat who lost his whiskers. Yeah, yeah. Because that's his balance organ. And he's, he's all he sells it against stuff and, yeah. and it's it's real good like he's he's always got his hand on like a chair or something and i'm like that's perfect yeah and someone just explained to the actor what the deal was and he's a good enough actor that he just sold it for the rest yep. of the time and they didn't have to you know point a big arrow at it again yeah i mean so, they do in the next episode when he falls onto a spike i but, know uh, but it was some good subtle this, acting from uh from jeffrey combs who, but, you know yeah best but for this episode this yeah. better episode <laughs> yeah no, I, um, and the Reeve Stevens wrote this, and you can tell there's a lot yeah. of that stuff in here. But um, over, like, I I liked that trick, and yeah. I liked that it'll grow back, so that he's only even incapacitated for a little while. Like, mm-hmm. that's the perfect Star Trek solution to a thing. I want to say yeah. this: I've been waiting since the first time the Andorians showed up in Enterprise for someone to have a, a cut off antenna. So, <laughs> well, wish granted. Mm-hmm. And now that it's happened, I'm like, God, that's that's unsymmetrical. Yeah, yeah, really bugged you, didn't it? It's really bugging me. Yeah. He's got that little, the, the healing tip on him. It's like, oh. it's like a Band-Aid. Yeah. But um, I, speaking I, of I that like fight. It. Yep, go ahead. Uh, so my bad thing. Yeah. Um. So it sucks that, number one, uh, Archer kicks Shran's ass pretty easily. Yeah. Like, Shran's an Andorian, they see this in the episode, Shran's an Andorian warrior trained to fight from like birth yeah he's part of their imperial guard so he like i think he guards their you know like secret service it sounded like to me like the elite guys you know protecting their leader yeah like and archer's a early middle-aged scott bacula like (laughs) not even quantum leaps but got bacula in his prime like he's not old but well he's in shape because he's a he's a military guy yeah but he's like He's not picking fights with that. He he's not getting in a knife fight with an ice pick every week. Also, I, let's be clear: this is mm. an Andorian custom done specific. Like they chain them together, they put yep. on these weird gauntlets and use these weird knives. Like it's all very specific to their culture. Yep. So, like Shran has definitely done this before. This is Archer's first time using all this equipment in this particular scenario, so he should be off balance anyway. Yeah, and he and and then he kicks Shran's ass. Yeah, there's hardly, I don't think there's one time during that fight where you think, oh, God, he's going to, like, I mean, we know he's not going to die. He gets slashed a couple of times. Yeah, and but it always th- felt like those those little jabs at the beginning of a boxing match. Exactly. Like, okay, they're just, you know, they're just like, playing. And I'm going to say, those, um, the knives they fight with look terrifying. Yeah. It looks like if you were going to get into a knife fight with a guy, but only using hockey skates. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good that's a good very Canadian way to describe mm. that. They look like like specialized butcher tools. Yeah. Like you see a good butcher with a real sharp thing meant to cut through the bone of a lamb chop or something. Mm. Like it's nasty. Yeah. But and then like just Ar- like Archer should be outmatched like when Kirk got his ass wh- whipped by Spock back in the yeah. day. Like he was just barely hanging on cuz yeah. he is completely outmatched on every level. And yep. then it's st- and then just Archer just chokes him out. Yep. Like, it t- it doesn't even take five minutes. This is the shortest blood feud in history. Yeah. 
No, it's, it's all pretty dumb. And the only sort of headcanon thing I could think of is, well, Shran really likes him. He does really maybe like he Archer. let him win. But that's stupid. Yeah. Like, I don't like anyone enough to die for them. No, me neither. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe my wife. Yeah. Don't, t- don't tell her that, though. No. But, yeah, that's probably about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm a pacifist, so I probably would die for some people, but not on purpose. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't just, like... No, I wouldn't. Hey, why don't you kill me? <laughs> no, I would die through my inaction. Probably go for, uh, why doesn't no one die instead? Yeah, I, that's usually my solution. Uh-huh. But. Anyway, and number two, like, the rules for battle to the death seem pretty straightforward. Yeah. To the death. Yeah. Like, not to the bit getting chopped off or, you know. You no, that feels like a g- that feels like a cheap writing trick not telling us that there's this loophole. They did say there are loopholes, but they didn't uh, tell us that until it happened. And, that, yeah, that's lame. It's like, like the whole thing, it basically is like, yeah, you fight until one of the, until the person is dead or until they can't fight anymore. Well, that's not a fight to the death. That's a fight. And honestly, that seems fine. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they told us because they wanted a big dun-dun-dun moment for yeah, a commercial exactly. break. And, and so, yeah. like... I, I I like the lo- I like the look and of uh, uh, Archer chopping off one of Shran's antennas. That's fine, but yeah. like you know, you couldn't just choke him to death till his heart stopped and then very quickly bring him back to life, like in Buffy or something. Like, yeah, that seems like it would. You know, then you've got that sort of specific. Well, he, he died. died. Yeah. His heart stopped beating. That means he died. Mm-hmm. It's not my and fault Flux, that he came back. Flox is a good enough physician that he would absolutely make that work. Yeah, you have Flox standing off to the side with like. Medicine. <laughs> medicine. You know, the thing that stops you from being dead. Medicine. There's a there's a, a series of kit. There's a series of, oh yeah, like in a video game. Yeah. There's a series of Mitchell and Webb sketches that are basically two lazy writers who don't want to research the specific genre show they're writing. Mm-hmm. And one of them is they're writing a doctor show and they're like, Wow, come on, how hard could it be? <laughs> and it's always great, because then they do a cop show like that, they do whatever. But the doctor one is like, um, He's poorly because uh, he's he needs more electric. Well, we should give him more electric, and then maybe he won't be poorly. And then they get the the uh, the, the paddles out. Ah, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So on the one hand, good fight to the death. On the yeah. other hand, not a good fight to the death. Yeah. Um. You guys tried. We haven't really talked about the trip and Malcolm. Uh, subplot yet anything yeah, there you want to so that's, kind of, that's kind of boring um it's the adventures of trip and malcolm uh, you seem you seem kind of delighted by some by by a certain element of it though well i mean i'm always delighted by one element of that kind of thing yeah but but him breaking stuff you seem to really oh enjoy. yeah no i forgot about that like his so basically they find out they're on this this ship that's being remote controlled and trip's plan is just like well i mean it can't get better if i start breaking things their thing is he goes into the utility closet and starts flipping breakers and has like uh, Malcolm looking at the screen yep. to tell him what turns off, which is, you know, that's actually a good scientific way to do it. What, what'd that do? It turned yep. the lights on. All right. What'd that do? Uh, it turned the lights off. All right. Write those down. What'd that do? I, I can't see because you've turned the lights off. Tricky. It, it reminded me of like my dad up on the on the roof fixing the satellite dish and me looking at the TV and tell, mm. no, it's not on. It's not on. Okay, it's on. Now it's in Spanish. What'd you do? <laughs> oh, there's also a great part where uh, they lock the the, the Romulans who were real controlling everything. They basically lock Trip in the closet and yeah. Trip goes calls Malcolm and goes, What'd you do? 
I didn't and do anything, I swear. I will give Malcolm credit for saving the day. He uh, overloads a phaser and jams it in the works mm-hmm. and blows the thing up. Good for him. But that's, that's really it. the only way M- Malcolm knows to fix things. With a phaser or breaking a phaser. He actually says it at one point. It's like, you can fix things. I'll blow things up. I'm yep. like, yep, that's you. But uh, that's also Tripp's approach to engineering. Like I mm-hmm. said in my summary, whack it with a wrench. Or- There's a moment in one of these episodes where he's talking to T'Pol and he's fixing stuff. And he's just like, scrape that shit off there. That's They work better for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, yep, I love you, Trip. <laughs> I, You know, the bloom is kind of off the rose with me. He's fine. He's one of the more likable characters. But I, he had so much potential early on and they just haven't done that much with him. I mean, everyone in the show had potential. Yeah, but specifically it was like, okay, well, at least he's the charming one. Mm-hmm. He's the Riker of this show. Riker did some fun stuff later on, and Trip has basically done the same thing, and then he got a little worse for a while, and then he yep. got okay again. But no, and then he ends this episode worse again. Yeah. Well, we'll the, get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else about this first one before we move on? Uh, I think that's it. I do like the uh, the the Romulans calling them up and just like, don't touch any. Stop it. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Hey, hey, get off that. What do you? Uh, do we and have, usually, like, a, like, a spray bottle or something? The cat's in the corner again. Usually I hate the this, and I talked about this, the somersaults the show has to do to keep everything mm. in canon. But I got, this fits for the Romulans. Yeah. The fact that they've never met the Romulans by Kirk's time, like, means you can't really have Romulans. But they found a good way around that. Mm-hmm. By them, like, sort of doing this sneaky kind of cowardly thing from uh, from afar. I like yep. that. Yeah. Um. There's a scene I hadn't actually picked a quote. I am I'm going to do so now, and it's this bit where um they're in uh, Archer's. I don't think it's his ready room. I think it's just his quarters or whatever. He's got his den. Of, yeah, the different uh, ships, and um, uh, Shran says this, looking oh. at them. Have you served on all these vessels? A few of them are a bit before my time, which I quite liked. That this was the best. This like, is the best line in the fucking episode. Yeah. That would have been my quote too. But then after that, they both say. Perhaps future ships will be named after our vessels. Yep. Huh? They instantly fucking ruin it. Yeah. Another Enterprise. What do you well, think? Well, Shran, I think that there's five Enterprises on the wall there, so odds are pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, Shran's uh, ship that he recently lost was also named after, like, the first ice ship on their yeah, ice I like planet that. of ice. Yeah. They hit the ice thing real hard this episode because they clearly wanted to set up yeah. for the next one. But it's fine. You gotta. Yeah. All but right. He, he said the word ice about 17 times in this episode, just well, the, so you the, knew. The the knives they use are ice-breaking knives. Like, everything's oh, ice. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Honestly, um, and, and I, I, um, I point this out in the next one. Mm-hmm. We, um... Haven't spent that much time on ice planets no. in Star Trek, which is weird because, first of all, it's not a hard effect to do. Like, no, if it's you basically do, you... just paint your cave white. Yeah. And, you you know, sometimes you got to go to, to planet hell and do a cheap planet, and that's not a bad effect to do. Mm. And, um, like, so many planets in actual space are far enough from their sun that it's cold that it seems like there should be tons of these. Yeah. But they're always, like, lush with... with foliage and it's like there'd be way more ice planets than forest planets probably mm. but yeah whatever <laughs> it's hard to live on an ice planet i guess I, I guess and is that why they're blue because they're cold that's kind of dumb yeah 
blue and white. That's the those are the ice colors. Oh boy. Well, that's that that's a nice segue into talking about the second part because the the big reveal at the end is there's this weird like uh, albino Andorian. What is this? That okay. surprised me, and then I didn't know why it surprised me. Amanda called not that specific development, but uh, generally she's like. How likely is it that the Romulans are doing this as an evil experiment and it's mm-hmm. not just a, a Romulan pilot in there, but some kind of monstrosity? It was like, no, that's too many things. It's just uh, a Romulan. Yeah. Honestly, no, what, honestly, it. I should have known better when they don't reveal him in the first episode. I just thought it was another guy. Like, this yeah. is our pilot. This is the guy who drives it. And if he can't do it, we'll get someone else. But mm-hmm. it's a very specific, like, like she totally called it. Yep. So, all right, let's talk about the A-N-R. The A-N-R. <laughs> I think one of those letters is silent, but I don't know which one. <laughs> Better to just cover both of them and uh, call it good. Yeah, why not? Yeah, this um, one, the, the, I was, I was, I went into the third one very excited because, like, I really yeah, you liked that. the first two. I so. liked the first two, so like, yeah. you know, why should the third one be bad? Well, <laughs> I mean, well, how many how many times has the third one been the bad part of a trilogy? Well, also, how many times has Star Trek set up an interesting cliffhanger and then failed to deliver on it. Uh, most times. Most times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Usually it's two parts, but, you know. Yeah. I... Uh, okay. Where to, Where to start? I had the word stupid in my notes like 17 times. This was all just very stupid. Yeah, there's a lot of stupid stuff going on here. We should point out, I don't know if we mentioned this, Remens, who who we, we referenced and actually need to talk about more because they, they sort of tie into this other thing, uh, did appear in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Romulans, like the important Romulans, have sort of Reman bodyguards, which, you know, on the one hand, like, where are these guys been the whole time? On the other hand, well, it's established now. You're good yeah. to show it. So it's kind of 50-50. We've got the costumes. We might as well use them. Yeah. And uh, rather than just pretending they only happened in that one movie, let's mm-hmm. try to flesh this out a little better. I mean, honestly, that's, be- that's better. Like, yeah, I still think they're stupid. Yeah, of course they are. They're fucking, they're fucking cave vampires. Yeah, they're they're Draculas, and and uh, the um, well, this is just my bad thing. The the Anar are mm-hmm. a subspecies of, as Shran literally says, elves. Uh-huh. He uses the word elves. That's not our choice. They use that word. Fucking elves that can read your mind. This is Star Trek for fuck's uh, sake. Like, also, I'm, I'm here for telepathy, but like, well, like telepathy's been set well up from the beginning. I still don't. I still think it feels a lot like magic, but they're they're doubling down on it. So whatever. Yeah, but like to have these weird white ethereal like people. Fucking, there's a there's a part in the episode like Shran's just gotten stabbed through the leg and they're like oh what are we gonna do Shran just got stabbed through the leg and then like they start seeing like these weird white like ghost people coming out of the caves and I'm just like this is the opening of fucking Wizard of Oz are they gonna yeah I was about to say you mentioned that in your in your notes that it was like the the munchkins emerging from the yeah from the flowers there come out come out (laughs) but also we're going to form a federa- a peace-loving federation built on cooperation with a species that subjugates another species and tells their children that they're monsters? Yep. This is what we're starting out with. This is our ally. This is one of the four people we've chosen in our group. Yeah, they, they basically have like a slave. Ra- they're not a slave race, but they're definitely not treated as equal. Mm-hmm. And they, they demonize them to their children. Shran says that. Yep. Like, really? That's who you're keeping company with? 
And also, we were talking about this before the episode. Shran mentions that they discovered that these guys are real 50 years ago. Yeah. 50 years. Like, this is a this is a warp-traveling species. They have a fleet, so presumably they've been out here for a while. They've been doing this for a while. 50 years, that's like finding out during World War II that Sasquatch is, is not just real, but Sasquatch has, been, has had an entire race that have been quietly living somewhere. In a city, let's be clear, not in yeah. the woods like we thought, but in a fucking city. It's like, what? how did you miss it? What was it like behind, did someone park their car in front of it or something? Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, when the war happened, we finally blew up that one, like, thing that was covering it up. And now, there, there you go. It's like, oh, see. there's some fucking Sasquatches over there. Jeez. In, in a city. That's weird. Yeah. Well, let's start telling our children that they're monsters, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it just felt weird and wrong and. Yeah, they're all. It's all pretty stupid. It's it's pr- it's pretty fucking stupid. And it, it this clearly, one's rough. It felt like it felt like overall, like in this three parter, there were there were two parts worth of good story. Mm-hmm. I feel like the death battle, like, could have been taken out, and this whole thing could have been taken out. Yeah, and that would have made it a lot tighter. Oh, and, and all focused, that torture in the first one that would have. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But focus way more on the diplomacy of it. Mm-hmm. And getting the races together and figuring out who the Romulans are and failing to do so because you yeah. kind of have to end it like that. And less on these weird side trips like this. I, I think this uh, this episode uh, really needed the Tellarites to stick around a little longer. Like, I would have oh, yeah. loved more of that and less less ice people. And maybe somehow work in um, uh, Saval. Yeah. So you have some Vulcans represented as well. Like, like really show – okay – we have we have made a handshake agreement to one day mm-hmm. do something. But and what if we had an adventure where all of you had to contribute? That yeah. would at least like then then we see what cooperation actually looks like. And like honest like we saw a bit of it at the end of the last episode, but like we really need to see these four races sort of coming together and like bonding, you know? Well, if what brought them together was the Romulans, then let's let's see them you know, within the confines of you never actually get to find the Romulans. Yeah. Like, at least show them all working together because that bring them together. Don't just say, well, we shook hands. That's enough. No, mm-hmm. like, keep doing it, man. You got Shran here. Let's bring in some other guys, too. Yeah. Be awesome. Nah, we're not doing that. No, instead, let's, let's like, go live in some caves with some elves. We're going to fucking plug fucking the, the this tiny girl into. Oh, the, the tiny girl was your bad thing. Let's let's talk about that. So eight. E and our lady, fucking Gary's sister Jamal, <laughs> like, is weirdly infantilized in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. If it's the actor or the makeup or the no, there's a lot she- of the, all of those things work together. The way she plays it and and the way she's shot and her body language, all of it. Yeah, but she comes off like she's eight, uh-huh. and Shran really wants to fuck her. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Like they have a whole scene together with the lights out where they're just, my wife just died, but I mean, I could have another wife. Yeah. No, it's it's clear. Oh, well, also this kind of feeds into my bad thing. Well, it wasn't my official bad thing, but mm-hmm. the thing I mentioned from before, fridging his girlfriend. Oh, good. Now he's got another girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. It, okay, d- so. Dude, like d- d- she just died. You made kind of a big deal out of it. Yeah. Well, it's okay. The hero has another love interest now. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is, uh, come on, man. He's such a good actor and a decent character, but that that is not great. Although and I did remember. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I did remember afterwards. Don't Andorians have like three? Like they may. I don't remember. I know the Denobulans do. I might be thinking yeah. of that. But anyway, it, it's still gross. He's, he, if he's still clearly grieving. Yeah. So this is a rebound, and like you say, a child. Yeah, that was that was super gross. Yeah. So yeah, good point. Like ew. Yeah. Nope, not great. Mm-hmm. Um. What else? I desperately tried. Like, I see your good thing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ice city. Oh yeah. And no, I like that's the that's the old fallback. Well, there's some visual stuff. I came into this one and I just like I, I actually finished before you, so I'm looking at good. I'm like, I could take the ice city. I really don't want to take a fucking special effect again. There's yeah, got to be something in this episode you can latch on to. There's got to be one thing you can pick that would be... Uh, in the end, I picked uh, T'Pol's, uh Cerebro helmet because it looked funny. <laughs> That's not exactly a good thing. Nope. Okay. You see the problem. Like, it made you laugh, but not on purpose. Nope. Okay. It's a bad hat, Harry. <laughs> fine. That's but, fine. But uh, at yeah. this point, this is this is where I am. Yeah. No, I get it. There, I mean, there were some okay things, I guess, weren't there? The 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 white Andorians don't look bad. No, the fact that they exist is dumb, but the actual makeup's not bad. I there, guess. there were these gross worm things that I assume you found disgusting. I did. Ah, I even have a note. Matt will think these worms are disgusting. Mm-hmm. I have a note too. It says gross. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> there you go. I've been um, doing this a while. <laughs> yeah. No, I have a pretty good sense of what you'll think is gross, and it's everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's something that really bugs me about sure. Archer. Surprise. Um, so near the end, like the, mm. the last act, the big battle at the end, um, you got the two uh, 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 drone ships. Well, the first one shows up, and they think it's a Tellarite freighter, mm. and they don't answer hails, and Archer just shoots at it. Yep. Like, okay, I get it. These are the bad guys, but you're taking a real risk with these guys that you've just decided to sign this big major treaty with. Yeah, seriously. Just, like, well, they didn't answer their phone. Better shoot them. We were like, in the shower. He ended up being right, but uh-huh. God damn it, man. We're Tellarites. We're very rude. We don't have to answer the phone right away. Yeah. Now blow no, him up. It just, that that's his approach. Like, well, could be an enemy. Better shoot it. Yeah. Ugh. Just to make sure. And then the, the last act is this telepathic connection between the, the brother and the sister and her t- convincing him not to be evil. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like the end of a Star Wars movie and not one of the good ones. Yeah. Like, just, I have nothing invested in either of these characters. Why do I care about the power of their sibling love? Like, yeah. at all. Also, it looked like uh, Gary's face was shoved through a massage chair. So, like, <laughs> that well, maybe bugged it was. me. I mean, that's maybe. possible. Maybe we think the Romulans are torturing him, but really they're torturing him with kindness. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, just, wanna... it, it felt like the stakes were meant to be bigger than they were. I didn't I mean, care that much. Like the stakes in this should be huge. This is like yeah. every this should be everyone who's going to form the Federation versus the Romulans. Yeah. In theory, that's great. Yeah, that is exactly what I am here. What I was here. What the show should be. That yeah. is the two main things. And it's in, just in one plot. It's just dumb. Yeah, it sure is. It's real, real dumb. Yep. 
You know what else is dumb is mm. the trip into Paul uh, Roman. What's let me uh, let me just see what my note here is. Yeah, you have uh, some good good insights <clears throat> for this. Uh, just fuck or don't, but figure your shit out. This is like a fucking soap opera, or literally all of Friends. <laughs> yep, I think they're Ross and Rachel. Yeah, Ugh. in that I don't care for either. I don't care for them and their stupid relationship. Yeah. No, it's the, it, every time the show remembers they're a thing, the plot becomes about that, and I still just, okay, fine. You you want it to be a thing, just just do it then. Do it. You got no episodes left, man. You have wasted so much of season four pretending this is a big deal. And figure it out. Memory Alpha pointed out at this point they knew they were being canceled. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, well, we got season five to sort this out. No, you know the clock is ticking and you only got eight episodes left to do this. So mm. wh- why? Why? I think it's after, like, I, I know that by the time this aired, they knew they were going to be canceled. But I think the writing of this, because you can also tell how much they're setting up Shran to be a main character. Yeah, I guess that's true, because we've heard that several times that he was mm. meant to be. But yeah, we at the, it, it ends exactly the way you say in your summary. You didn't you didn't exaggerate that. Trip says, I want to uh, transfer to the new, uh, what is it, Columbia? Yeah. Yeah, the NXO2. And Archer's like, why? Well, I don't want to tell you why. I just want to go. And like, really? we're t- It's so serious. It's it's weighing on you so hard that you need to leave? Yeah. Like, what? what? Where did, Like, I know you got feelings for her. I know you were a little hurt when she got married. Mm-hmm. I know you would like it to still be a thing. But really? Is it that yeah. serious? That's the this- thing. They keep telling us this stuff, and they we haven't seen any of it. No, I... Like, I buy that he's got a crush on her. Maybe he's even in love with her. They have slept together once, and mm-hmm. he took it a little more seriously than she did, but she also has feelings. Like, yeah. okay, that's all fine. I don't this love stuff, some of the things, but like, yeah. This stuff's all here, but only because they say it. Like, we saw them have sex, and that's it. Yeah, but, like, his ready-to-end-his-career uh, thing, That is like, was it that serious, really? Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. I've seen no evidence of that. I've seen evidence that he's got feelings, but not feelings that strong. So. It feels like this is like a subplot that like they keep cut. Like this is what they have to keep cutting out of every episode because they're short for time or something. Yeah. It's like, well, Actually, we'll just to cut me, out it, the Paul trip thing again. Like to me, it feels like they're five minutes short. They're like, oh, well, we could do more with that. But either way would be, yeah. you know. Just Either way, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's a priority for the writers. It certainly doesn't feel like it's a priority for us. No. And it's just this weird thing that keeps popping up and annoying me. But if they hooked up, that'd be fine. Yeah. If they didn't, that'd be like I'm not invested enough in the the you know, these are two of my favorite characters, and I still I don't care. Yeah. Like fine. you can't do the will they won't they shit. This isn't cheers. Yeah. I wish I, it was cheers. I like that show. Yeah. I, I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they are trying for will they, won't they? And I, they know hooking them up for good ruins that. So they're trying to keep it going. That is so doesn't. fucking stupid. There are so many more stories you can tell about, like, what is canonically the first Vulcan and human to ever hook up together. Yeah. And there's so many. I don't know. Also, could we maybe do a show where two co-workers don't get romantically involved once? That would be nice, but yeah, no. You know. Not that, you know, tiny discovery spoiler, they they still haven't tried that yet. Uh-huh. I mean, but like, that's every show. I know, I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm not opposed to our main characters having love interests. Mm-hmm. 
I just, if you got a an ensemble cast of seven or eight people, you don't have to hook them up with each other. Yeah. Like if our captain had a love interest, like like Cisco had Cassidy Yates. Good. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't love that character, but that's how you do it. Yeah. And then Cassidy becomes part of the ensemble. That's, yeah. th- that's way better. And and Kira had, uh, what's his name? The, uh, uh, the, the <laughs> creepy guy. Yeah, that's him. But like the, the DS9 did that way better. Or, yeah. you know, Picard had Vosh a couple of times. Yeah. Like you can you can do that with guest stars mm. rather than hooking them up with people, you know, on the show. Yeah. Or we can just have this weird, awkward, never ending relationship that will not die. Now, to be clear, it's been done well a couple of times. It has been, just not on this on this show. Uh, weirdly enough, the two examples that immediately come to mind both involve Worf. <laughs> <laughs> I liked yeah. Worf and Troy, and I liked Worf and Dax. Yep. But Worf. I know. That's a name I've not heard since, oh, before you were born. Do, do you think I was born in, like, 2015? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah, it would be weird. Especially since I've known you since, like, 2003. Yeah. Uh, what else? We we got a lot of, um, I just, I, I pointed this out in my summary, but really, more of the, the bad guys in their lair clenching their fists and demanding to destroy Archer, or in Soon, this case, just destroy Archer. the, yeah. Archer like, and the crew of the Fed- or of the Enterprise are finished. How many times is the show going to do that? There's a dude, in, one of the Romulans has a weird froggy face and it drove oh, me yeah. crazy. He's got like, well, I thought he had like six chins, but froggy's better because it's like a bullfrog. It's, uh-huh. like, it's so many chins that it looks like a big, like, frog bulge. You, use your drone ships to destroy Archer. Oh, you got it. <laughs> and bring me flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, there's less we, to talk about in this one. Cause do we talk about the how maybe the EANR are blind and maybe they aren't, but either way, they didn't tell us? They, yeah. Mm, no. Yeah. No. I don't know. <laughs> I the, think they're the, blind. The, the the main girl's blind, but I only knew that because someone said it like it wasn't a big deal. Oh, yeah, well, she's blind, so and I, she's been on the show for ten minutes now. Why am I just learning that? Uh, the show's been okay about not hanging a giant lantern on people's disabilities, which I usually like. Well, but I, if it's a if it's a characteristic of their race, maybe that's That's, that's more my my question is just yeah. like, like, you just introduced these guys to me. And I assume I'll never see them again after this episode. Yeah. But, um, like, are, are all of them blind? Like, I can see that. Is she just a, what, what's you guys need to explain this shit to me because I have no idea what's going on. No, you're right. But on the other hand, I've liked like a few weeks ago, we had the guy who invented the transporter and he was in a wheelchair and the show just didn't talk. about. He's just yeah. in a wheelchair. Don't don't like constantly talk about, well, he's so brave or he's, you know, he hurt his legs doing this. No. He's just in a wheelchair. That's just part of who he is. And let's move on. Yeah. And I liked the way they treated that. And we didn't talk about it on the show either for the same reason. And it's it's subtle and it normalizes things. I'm Mm -hmm. a big fan of normalizing, not calling attention to it, but just saying this is part of a person's life. And it's that's just how it is. And we all accept it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was what they were doing with the blind thing. But if they're all blind, that makes it a little different. Yeah. And maybe it makes them kind of like a weird mole people thing. Like that makes it less Which, cool. Yeah. It's it, then it's not representation. Then it's like, oh then yeah, and these dumb. freaks are blind. Yeah. Like then it's gross. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
fucking show, I swear to God. Yeah, it's almost over. Yeah. Uh, anything else? <sighs> I think that's everything. All right. What do you got for a quote? Uh, what did I get for a quote? Mm. Uh, did, here. I was convinced I was going to die. You ever been there? Since Enterprise was launched, we've all been near death on more than one occasion. All right. At least to Paul spoke in this one. Yeah. She barely had anything to say in the other one. Yeah, seriously. Uh, okay, so let's do our alternate titles. For the All first right. one, what do you got? What do I got? Uh, Trip and Malcolm break everything. <laughs> That's got a nice, like, uh, you know, Bill Harold and Ted's Kumar excellent adventure. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah, Tucker and Dale, et cetera, et cetera. Trip yeah. and Malcolm break everything. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and I went with the John Archer show, starring John Archer, featuring John Archer with a special guest appearance by John Archer. Mm-hmm. Yep, checks out. Yeah. What do you got for the second one? Uh, I went with Cool as Ice. Yup, yup. And I went with uh, Andoria the Explorer. Andoria the Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all for this time. We're down to eight more to go. Yep. Not nah, that's that's a small number. That's a very small number. Single digits. Yep. And that means we are only four weeks, five weeks away, because there's a supplemental in between here and there, mm-hmm. uh, from our big live show from the first episode of Discovery, June 30th. June 30th. Pocket Theater in Seattle. We would love to see any of you who can make it there. It is mm-hmm. a pay-what-you-will thing. Just go to thepocket.org and RSVP, but uh, give them a buck, give them a couple bucks, buy a drink. You, you know, it's not it's not a big deal. But Be there. We, would, we would love to see you there. I actually ordered a... Uh, Discovery uniform, because mm-hmm. um, we're going to do some a uh, little bit of cosplay, a little bit of maybe some photos. Um, so I'm excited about that. I got my got my pin, got the uniform on the way. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Caitlin said she's going to be there in her uh, 7 of 9 costume. Bob's yep. putting something together. So that, that, that'll be fun. Like, it'll be not just reviewing the first episode of the new series, but also a big celebration. So. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're not going to have to watch any more fucking uh, Rick Berman uh, yeah. Trek. We're, we're done. And... As of finishing that episode, we will be the most accomplished Star Trek podcast ever. Yep. Like, there's one other one that made it through Enterprise. So once we do one episode of Discovery, that makes that puts us in the lead. Then we win. So that's another thing to celebrate. Like, yep. we, we've made it further than anyone ever has. So <clears throat> that's exciting. Yeah. Um, if you want to write to us, we do have a supplemental coming up soon. Postdomacore mm-hmm. at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um the website, postomichorror.com, Tumblr, postomichorror.tumblr.com. We are on Twitter, at Algar and at Robot Matt. Uh, yep. don't, don't, don't talk to the at Pa podcast account. It is there, but I lost the password for it, and I can't... Mm. All I see is the notifications, but I can't see what you're saying, and I can't mm. answer you, so please stop doing that. Uh, and I think that's it. You want to tell them about your new project? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Sarcastic Voyage Theater is uh, this this new thing we're doing. It is um, sketches and uh, longer form radio plays. Uh, it's all comedy uh, in, in the style of old time radio, in the style of sort of uh, golden age of radio. Uh, it's, it's very much thrilling adventure hour, but, yeah. but with our guys. Um, and we're working to make it sort of our own unique thing. And we're doing yeah. a, a live show of that actually also at the Pocket Theater. Uh, it's a great local venue for... Uh, for small events like this, uh, May 26th. And uh, we'd love love to see people there. We are dressing up in full period costumes, uh, doing actual, like, uh, live sound effects with, with actual, like, objects. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly like uh, in a, a recording of old-time radio. It, yeah. it should be a great time. So uh, check that out. Uh, and I think that's all for this time. Yeah. Uh, see you, folks. 
The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018. Please don't sue us. We're, we're, we're still just doing this.